You're tuned in to Disney Native, a podcast brought to you by two Florida-based Disney nerds. My name is Bethany. And I'm Nicole. We're here to talk about all things Disney parks and beyond. It's showtime! <laughs> okay, so we have a fun bit of news that I think we need to talk about. We do. Yes. So Bob Iger, who you've heard me complain about a little bit, <laughs> a lot, just a little bit. So yeah, a solid um, episode. Yeah. So he has announced that he will be retiring in 2021. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I read about this. He said that um, I guess his contract has been up two or three times. Oh, really? Yes. And they keep extending it. Mm. Um, and so. He has announced the next contract end is 2021, and he has said that, like, he is actually going to step down then. Bye. Yes. So this last contract, I think he was was supposed to end in 2018, Mm -hmm. um, and they decided to keep it through 2021 so he could oversee the Fox acquisition, which was probably smart, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, I'm sure he, like, headed that deal. Yeah. I I would imagine. I mean, he had to have. We'll talk about that more in a minute. But um, this is what he said. He said, I'm expecting my contract to expire at the end of 2021. I'd say this time I mean it, but I've said that before. I've been CEO since October 2005. And as I've said many times, there's a time for everything. And 2021 will be time for me to finally step down. That was from USA Today. I remember when he was hired because he came on in 2005, which is when I started my college program. Yeah, so I remember that was kind of a big deal Mm -hmm. um, because Eisner retired. Michael Eisner was like the man who basically made Disney what we all Mm -hmm. remember it to be. So he was CEO from 84, 84 (laughs) to 2005. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. And then now Bob Iger has been CEO from 2005 to, I guess, God, 2021. That's a a long time. It does not seem like he's yeah. been around that long. Right. That's insane. Oh, my gosh. I feel so old right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Eisner really moved the company forward creatively. He was the one who announced, I believe at the time they called it the Disney Decade. And he's the mm-hmm. one that really moved the parks forward um, under his reign. You know, Little Mermaid started and we got all yes. those great 90s movies. Oliver. Yes. <laughs> and people... <laughs> Scarlet. How appropriate. <laughs> How did she know we were talking about a dog? Oh my gosh. For all of you that don't know, a podcast is audio after all. Scarlet looks like lady. She does. So I guess she's our mascot. Hey, Scar. So anyway, so a lot of people may not realize this, but Eisner's reign was all the way up through Coco. Oh, okay. So Coco was in development. Oh, interesting. Again, it was in development it had to, like, before, sink in for a minute. Before, mm, yeah. Right. Before I mean, that, Iger took that over. That was for a while. Yeah. That idea's been floating around. Sorry. So you know, he, he brought a ton of life and innovation mm-hmm. to the brand that we are still feeling up until very recently, which now, people may not realize. Was Pixar and Disney merged then? Or was he responsible then for that? Well, we'll get there. Okay, we'll get sorry, there. Sorry, sorry. So Eisner was like a big creative push, brought Disney back from the mm-hmm. grave, basically. Um, so under Iger, it seems like creativity kind of took a backseat. 
and everything was about business. So under Iger, this is who they acquired. ESPN, ABC, Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, and Fox. Mm -hmm. So the Pixar merger happened, I think, well, I listed them in order. So it was ESPN first, then ABC, then Pixar. So I'm not sure when they acquired Pixar. So I think even though there was a partnership with Pixar, Mm -hmm. they didn't actually own them until under Iger. So that's kind of interesting. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. So this kind of reminds me of what Facebook has done, right? Mm -hmm. So Disney, their major innovator, they're the ones who do things first. They're the ones that they do things best. They win all the Academy Awards. When something moves forward, it's because Disney moved it forward. Well, Facebook is kind of similar on the social front, right? Yeah. They're the first ones. They changed culture. They changed our society. They came out with this amazing, like, innovative thing. Define what entertainment looks like for a lot yeah, of us. Yeah, right. But once they did that, what did they do? They went out and just started buying up yeah. other companies. They Foursquare, right? So mm-hmm. you remember when Foursquare was just, like, a thing? Yeah, you just, like, checked in. Right. Or, so Facebook was like, yeah. oh, check in. We need to add that. Mm-hmm. Instagram bought it up. Oh, the good old days of Instagram. Oh, I know, right? Before there was an algorithm. (laughs) And then stories came about because they couldn't buy Snapchat. Snapchat's Mm -hmm. like, no, you're not going to buy us. So like, oh, we're going to put stories on all our platforms, which I'm sorry. I still think stories on Facebook is stupid. I like it on Instagram. Time and a place. It's weird. And they're going to, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And you do know Snapchat has rebranded essentially as a camera company now. They do not consider themselves as a social network. Really? Mm-hmm. That's kind of smart. So they're like focusing more on those glasses, which I don't know if that's going to be a potential one. Obviously, their social network is huge for them, but right. they also seem to be going in a different direction. Well, Fun I fact. think for them too, and this is unrelated, but guys, we're, we're marketing, so <laughs> yeah. you know we talk about these things, but I think like good for Snapchat because yeah. like they reach a market that Facebook and Instagram still don't really reach. Mm-hmm. Those like super young kids. The, the generation that everybody's going to complain about when they're done complaining about millennials. Thank you very much. Thank you, next. Yeah. Thank you, Dex. <laughs> I'm barely a millennial, but I am, so whatever. So. Me too, actually. It's just interesting mm-hmm. how, like, Disney and Facebook, both innovative companies, have, instead of continued to innovate, they have just bought up other people who are yeah. innovating. Which is partially, that's just a business model that happens. But it's just a little concerning. Um, And so I found this Disney family of brands, like, infographic that is insane. And I will post it, um, like, in the episode notes Mm -hmm. for all you at home to look at it. But it's it's really nuts. Like, did you know, like, Disney now owns National Geographic? No. It's like, I'm pretty sure. Let's look at this. Like, when they acquired. I'm trying to pull it up. It's taking a minute. It's like when they acquired Fox. They, that's part of what they acquired. Yes. So 21st Century Fox included National Geographic. Weird. Also, side note, I really didn't mean to talk about this this long, but the acquiring of Fox has screwed Universal over a little bit Uh, because Halloween Horror Nights is like one of their big money makers. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, there's a ton of horror properties under Fox that now there's no way Disney's gonna license that to Universal to use in their parks. And I wonder if Universal knew this was coming because they talked about last year starting to do less like existing properties and doing Mm -hmm. more original housing. And I'm like, oh, did they know this was coming? Because, like, American Horror Story is under Fox. Yeah. And that's been one of the big draws for Halloween Horror Nights. Right. 
You've also got like Alien. I you know I don't know who all, but a bunch of horror properties mm-hmm. are under Disney now. Weirdness. So anyway, moving on from that, here we are today. After we had the creative renaissance with Eisner, we had the business ask acquisitions of Iger, which by the way, Eisner and Iger are very like similar I know, names hard to and like. a little confusing. <laughs> Eisner is our creative king. Eisner is our, like, business making the money. Okay. But what I think is that under Iger's reign and all the business acquisition and the lack of innovation, the lack of original content, original stories, original thought, I think that we are now reaping the benefit of, like, the age of Iger, basically. Mm -hmm. Because as you guys heard me sort of complain about on a previous episode, what are we doing right now? 2019, we're getting no original stories, mm-hmm. none. So Iger's original stories, no, no, no. Eisner's original stories, the stuff that was going on when he was there, yep. we felt it all the way into 2017. Mm-hmm. We were feeling the reverberations of his influence. I'm assuming it was his influence because he was running the company yeah. and he's ultimately responsible for what happens. Mm-hmm. So now here we are, 2019. No original stories. 2020, no original stories. 2021, I'm not sure. I haven't done the research. Right. So, like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, is creative talent not being fostered? Um, like, what's the deal? Maybe there's a possibility that this is just where culture is right now. There's lots of remakes. There's lots of rehashing. You know, maybe this is just a temporary mm-hmm. strategy and we'll get original stories again in a couple of years. If there are things in development that we just haven't seen yet, that's great. I hope. Me too. And I think this really came to a head for me, all these things rattling around in my head. And then um, David and I were at Waffle House the other night. Mm -hmm. And our waitress, she had like her hair all piled up on top of her head. She was about 50. She had like four different colors of eyeshadow on. She was awesome. And I turned to David and I was like, she reminds me of that waitress in the Emperor's New Group. Oh my God. What are you having today, honey? (laughs) God bless you for coming out in public. That woman. She was just like that woman. And David was like, oh, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen that all the way through. I was like, you are kidding. We are watching it. It's on Netflix and the sequel. So we came home. We came home. We were trying to find something to watch. Uh And I was like, and there it was. And I was like, we're doing it. it. We're watching it. So we're watching Emperor's New Groove. And like David's chuckling at all the appropriate times. And I could tell that he's enjoying it. And I just thought, what a weird little movie. (laughs) What a quirky. And like even the the storytelling, they like sort of turn it on its head like a typical fairy tale. They know exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is what we are not getting. Yeah. All these... Pardon my terminology. All these basic bitches. <laughs> so excited about, oh my God, it's the Lion King. I'm like, it's freaking death is what it is. <laughs> I mean. Well, so we have it. Like, we know the story. Yeah. Like, sure. I am. I, I actually do not have a problem with them doing, like, live action versions. Mm-hmm. If that was an addition to, like, great new stories. Yes. Yeah. So here we are, all you people out there that are excited about Aladdin and Lion King and all the other things that are happening, we do realize like we are not getting things mm-hmm. like the Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. Stuff like that. Or any of the great stuff that's come out in the past 20 years. 
And so what I wonder is, so here we are again, I'm going to reiterate mm-hmm. the things that Michael Eisner did when I was a child were still in effect when I just recently in the past few years. So under Iger, are we not like, is are the effects of his reign, are we going to be feeling that 20 years from now? Like, is it going to take the company 15, 20 years to get back to like original innovative mm-hmm. storytelling? That's what I'm like a little bit concerned yeah. about. Just looking at the trend, looking at the big picture, mm-hmm. that's sort of where I'm at. And so I think, I think that it's great that the company's grown and, you know, has acquired different things, new things, whatever. I think like Star Wars land is going to be great, even though I don't really care about Star Wars. I mean, I think we've, they've, they've moved the company forward yeah. in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's always more important to be innovative and to tell good stories Mm -hmm. because that goes back to like the foundation of what Disney is. Right. So bottom line, I think it's time for a change. And so I got to thinking, you know, what should the new Disney CEO be? Like, what do we want to see in a new Disney CEO? Okay. So y'all in the middle of the night, I could not sleep. (laughs) I was thinking about all kinds of stuff, but then this wasn't rolling around in my head. And so I thought, what do I think? So I have four things that I have written down that I think we need to see in the new Disney CEO. And it all really goes back to Walt and like his values for the company and for Disney World. So I think number one, be a visionary. You gotta be a visionary. You gotta know what you want for Mm -hmm. the company. You gotta know where you want the company to go. You have to be excited about what it can be. You have to like see the gaps and want to fix it. Got to be a visionary. Number two, something that I think Iger is not. Mm-hmm. You've got to be a storyteller. I think the next person who's a CEO really has to understand that creativity, the brand and the storytelling, why it matters, how it all fits together. And that is one thing that Eisner was. He was a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I've heard stories, and you can go online and find this, that Michael Eisner wanted every single thing at Disney World to have a story. Uh, yes, yes, I've heard that. So, like, all the resorts have a story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can go look up, like, the history of Dixie Landing, which is now Port Orleans. Mm. There's this extensive history about, like, this family who founded it. I mean, it's insane. Well, to your point, that's why they redid um, Disney Springs for it to have a story now. Right. And that's why it's that mining town slash speakeasy business. So Because it does now have a story. So Right. But that's like a nice nod. Right. Okay. So um, also, go look up the uh, the story of uh, the Swan and Dolphin sometime. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. Well, that's interesting because they're not Disney-owned. Exactly. Oh. But they, they, had, they had influence on it. Oh. And I they... I don't know if he worked with the architect. There's like a, a partnership. Yeah, kind there's of a deal. whole story about Ooh. it because Ooh. people sometimes talk about how like the Swan has. Oh gosh, let me see if I get this right. Like the Swan has waves on it, and the yeah, dolphin the has the pyramid, palms, right? Yeah, oh, right. And okay. people are like, "Oh, they got it backwards." Well, that's not the case. Actually, there's a story behind it. Aww. Okay. So anyway, be a storyteller. I'm not yeah. saying that you have to go that in depth, but it got to be a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Number three. The next CEO has to be a risk taker. Yeah. Don't play it safe and just mm-hmm. buy other people's companies, yeah. other people's successful companies. 
Make weird movies like Emperor's New Groove mm-hmm. and Meet the Robinsons. Yeah. Do something weird. That's be a original, risk-taker. though. Not like Wrinkle in Time, which sucked, but still not a yes. idea. Like, yes. Gotta do it. Because yeah. even okay. like, I don't know if Frozen was a risk. Yeah. I'm not a huge Frozen fan, guys. But still, it was yeah. the original story. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, like people who are like, um, their stories aren't original. They're taken from fairy tales. I mean that they take, even if it's inspired. Yeah. If I'll you create that. a brand new story, it's mm-hmm. it's a new creation. Because oh, she was supposed to be evil. But we're not going to get into Frozen right now. Was she was she supposed to be <laughs> the based ice on, queen the, on the Snow is, Queen? Yes. Yeah. Oh, guys, yeah. you can find which I know would have been really interesting oh. too to have an evil situation. Yes. But. Well, there's this weird old old cartoon of the Snow Queen that mm. my mom used to rent for me from our local library oh when I was gosh. a kid. It's great, but also very creepy. So I think it might have been better. Creepier than that Oz thing so was, you showed me. Oh no, it's not creepy. <laughs> the no. What were they it's, called? Oh, the, the Wheelers. Wheelers. I don't know where I got that. It's not creepier than okay, the Oz, wheelers. but same era though. It's great. It's like old wonky animation, Ooh. but also like really pretty. Yeah, it's great. So that was be a risk taker. Number four. Be a Disney nerd. Aww. You've got to be yeah. a Disney nerd if you're going to be the Disney CEO. You can't. It's not somebody who could just be the CEO at any major mm-hmm. corporation. It's got to be somebody that, like, understands what makes Disney special mm-hmm. and has a nerdy place in their heart for it. And I put this one last because it might be the most important one. Um, I mean, I feel like you can you can make you can make up a lot of things. You can put good people around you that can, like, fill in your gaps and help you achieve what you want to achieve. But at the end of the day, you really have to love the company and want to push it forward. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have that, then it will help you be a visionary, be a storyteller, be a risk taker. So that one really is like a linchpin for me. Mm-hmm. Like if this person is not a Disney nerd, I just don't know if I can get in their court, yeah. you know, which they do try to hire from within, from what I understand. Um, they don't like to hire people that are from outside because they want somebody that understands yeah. their culture, which is yeah. which is good, which is good. The, here's the fun thing about this. So after I made this list, this was like totally just <laughs> my own independent thought. After I made this list, I was doing a little bit of research just because I, you know, I don't know who's next in line. I yeah. have no clue um, who might be next. But every corporation, I mean, has some kind of like succession plan. They have people yeah. they have their eye on. But I was just looking at different things and I found an article on Forbes about what made Walt Disney such a great leader. There were four things and they were almost exactly my four Aww, things that I think are important. You and Forbes. I know. I was like, Maybe man. We're wrong podcast. I was like, listen. <laughs> I was like, Walt, he just, he had it going on. And so what Forbes said the four things were, chase your dream. Believe in yourself, go big or go home, mm. and don't lose sight of what you are. Sweet. Which very closely parallel to the four things that I mentioned. So, you know, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know if you're out there. <laughs> you're not going to hear this podcast. Good to just be. But I just really hope that, like, we put these things out into the world and they mm-hmm. land. They land in the universe in the right way. We're not the only people thinking these things. So, um, you know, there there's definitely some like history behind the succession. There are some people, some people's names who've been thrown out there. I don't, I don't really know anything about any of these people. Mm. One of them is Cheryl Sandberg, mm. who is a woman. 
Whoop, whoop. Which I think it would be great if Disney had yeah, a female CEO. Yeah. But Sheryl Sandberg is the current COO of Facebook. Oh. And I don't want anybody from Facebook well, up in my Disney. But then again, a lot of people board. are leaving Facebook right now. So, <laughs> but yeah. Well, apparently she already serves on the Disney board. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so her name has been kind of like thrown out there. But in... It, I just don't know, though. I don't know yeah, if, like... it just seems wrong. Yeah, I, I just know. don't know if that's the culture. I mean, because, again, I said the problem... Yeah. Like, Facebook's doing the same thing Disney's been doing, just buy, 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 yeah. buy. I don't see a lot of innovation, so I don't know if I want that person mm-hmm. in charge. Yeah. You know. Maybe this will free her to other things. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know her passion about Disney, either. It's not like she nerd. <laughs> see, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to open up this uh, this list. Here we go, y'all. I'm gonna I'm gonna link this in our on the webpage yeah. so you guys can like read all of the history. But so there's this man named Tog, Tom, Tom Staggs, who I guess was supposed to be the guy after Iger, but he moved on. Basically because Iger was supposed to retire earlier. And then when Iger extended his contract, he was like, yo, I can't wait. I'm going to do something else. Hi. Like I said, Gerald Sandberg's on the list. There's a bunch of people. There's a guy who is chairman of Walt Disney Studios, chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, which prob- might not be a bad. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like you got to be a Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a cast member for a while. And like, yeah. if you're a lifer, like full time yeah, there, sure. I feel like you got to love. You got to <laughs> love it. You're going to spend all your time mm-hmm. there. You've got uh, a guy who's co-chairman of Disney Media Networks. No, thank you, dude, because you're probably too progressive. You're probably too about the technology and not mm-hmm. enough about the <laughs> storytelling. Well, but then also I wonder how with their streaming platform coming out, mm-hmm. how that's going to be intricate. And that might actually be a really good creative platform for Disney. Because maybe, maybe, you know, it's not as big of a risk. They That's might be true. willing to put more, you know, and letting more writers and, I don't know, just things happen Ooh, Kind of like there. Netflix. Netflix yeah. gives filmmakers, they say, free reign. yeah, they say, here's your low budget. You get this many million dollars, but you get final cut. Do whatever yeah. you want. So, mm. I don't know. Maybe this you might is, have some. That might be a good, like, little hotbed of new creativity. And if somebody yeah. does really well, maybe then you hire them to your main studio. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's what happened with Pixar. Oh, yeah. Because Pixar was doing really cool things. Mm-hmm. And then you have people like uh, John Lasseter. Well, Steve Jobs. And, well, Steve, <laughs> I mean, Steve Jobs and Apple, like, gave money to Pixar. Right. He wasn't right. actually, like, a creative behind Pixar, but a lot of really, like, all of your favorite again, Disney movies. Innovative from people. Right. They came from tiny little Pixar. Yeah. And Disney was like, here's money. Do yeah, cool things. Here's some money. Toy Story 4. Yes. God, just, oh. <laughs> we, we won't digress on that. We're so salty this episode, y'all. We're not going to go down that rabbit trail. So somebody else that they've mentioned is Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was a partner with Eisner, OG. Okay. But Jeffrey Katzenberg left to found DreamWorks. Oh. So there's like some like political entertainment I I, conflict of interest like stuff happening but like I guess some people are like dude y'all need to go get Jeffrey Katzenberg come back to Disney mm-hmm. because he's got the magic. Yeah. He's got the spark. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't know. They're they're definitely I feel like some of the same people show up on all these lists right. that I was looking at. 
But part of me just, part of me feels like, you know, go get somebody else. Go yeah, get like a maybe wild seek card. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. might. Maybe that's what they're looking for now. I think naturally just the ebb and flow of things. I'm optimistic, you know, that they we did have a, such a creative resurgence. And now, you know, building up our business and assets so we can do crazy things next. So, granted, I don't want to wait true. 15 years for that. But, <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, that is true. I do feel like the... The creative process is kind of slow as far as like like ideas that somebody has right now, we won't see materialize mm-hmm. for a long time. So we may not see the effects of a new CEO. We may not see it for a long time. Right. But who they hire next will be very important no matter sure. what. No matter Even what. like current trends wise, which I don't know if you feel that way. Like I feel like the 90s is huge, right? And everyone's so nostalgic for that. Mm-hmm. And Disney 90s things. So I wonder if that's even maybe giving some higher up people like 90, like, oh, that was a good time. Maybe we should think about that again. Like, yeah. you know, so I feel like. Well, I will we say we could be headed in the right direction. Th- this is like a this is kind of just like a bigger, a, just a bigger life thing. So mm-hmm. just allow me a moment. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like the horror genre started at first with remakes. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like we're in a time when like nostalgia and just like rehashing is a big deal, yes. and like everything's catering to millennials right now, mm-hmm. which I am at the top of. So Little Mermaid came out when I was like five. It's one of the first movies I remember seeing. So all the stuff that's about to come out like hits hits me and the people after me like right in the right spot. And so I do feel like it it's a smart money making decision right. for them to be like, this is where things are. We're going to tap into this. But again, I just keep coming back to that. But like, that's not what Disney is about. No. Disney does no. not tap into like what's trendy. And they're what, always we can make exactly. They're yeah. always looking forward. You know, mm-hmm. they're the first ones that they embraced Pixar and they said, "This is yeah. different animation. Mm-hmm. Let's embrace it and do something with it." And now everything is that Maybe kind of animation. Like you know, mm-hmm. so you know, I I do wonder like, are they fostering what's going to happen next, or are have they now just like settled to the status quo? So I uh, I definitely like that you're optimistic though because I think maybe it, maybe it does go in cycles. Maybe we had like like you said creative and then we had somebody who's a little more businessy and maybe the next choice will be somebody a little more creative and we can kind of have that back and forth that will keep mm-hmm. keep the company in a good place. Keep it going. <laughs> so anyway, we'll keep an eye on that and uh, I'm sure we'll keep you guys updated sure. on the news, but thanks for listening to our um, our nerdy ramblings. Ooh, and thank you for giving us this news update, Nicole. Yeah, you're welcome. I didn't even know this was going. On. Yeah, I know. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna tack it on as a news segment, and then I, I kept doing research and writing, and I was like, oh yeah, no, yeah. this is gonna, this is gonna be a nerdy rant. So, yeah, and 2021 is coming up. Yeah, y'all hit slide into our DMs. Who do you think should be the next Disney CEO? <laughs> Who do you think it should? Be? <laughs> Can we do like a graphic? <laughs> oh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> do oh, wait, they don't own NBC, so can't say oh. that song, but Thanks for joining us today, Natives. If you enjoyed our show, we'd love if you would review, rate, and subscribe to our channel. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Disney Native Pod. Also, check out our website, DisneyNative.com, for the latest blogs, episodes, and more. Until next time, have a magical day.